It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Let's roll. It is Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you today, as always, alongside Pair Hall of Famer, Vinny Maliulo, Chris Andrews, Sportsbook Director, of course, Vinny, uh, as we know, gone gaming, been in the business for a very long time. Same with Chris, the Sportsbook Director here at the South Point. Gentlemen, it's a football Friday. Nothing wrong with it. Love it. Love it. Great. We got four games tonight. Four games tonight. A lot of action on those four games. Oh, man. We've been busy. Well, Chris, just after last night, Niners win, cover game goes under against the Giants. Just... How did that go for you guys? Well, the under helped out. us. We, we actually had some really big bets on the dog, uh, but the public just kind of overpowered them. Uh, we were all the way down as low as nine and a half on the game because uh, guys, listen, you know, the one guy bet me 20 dimes plus a 10, and he's uh, usually a big line mover. So I followed him and went to nine and a half. Like I said, the public wound up overpowering that, but the, uh, the total staying under that helped. The other game that really hurt us, was the uh, Georgia State game. It's like the whole world knew Georgia State was the right side. I had the other side. I want to say I had them about a six-point favorite. We wound up closing it, at, you know, three and a half, I think. Yep. I mean, the whole world just poured in on the dog. And uh, the whole world was right. It looks yeah. like I was wrong, and we never really had a prayer in that one. The whole, the whole world with the right side, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. Man. So, Pretty much, yeah. Hey, never, in much, yeah. never in doubt. Never in doubt, for sure. Vinny. Going to tonight, we have mm-hmm. a quartet of games. We'll roll through them pretty quickly because yeah. Chris, as we discussed on Monday, as good of a college slate as we can remember, especially for uh, the next to last weekend in September, six ranked games, one that is not ranked, te- two ranked teams, but Clemson and Florida State sure is heck an important game mm-hmm. in the ACC. But Vinny, tonight, let's start uh, West Lafayette first. Purdue hosting Wisconsin co- conference opener for both squads. Right now, Vinny, six here six. on Wisconsin. Whiskey, uh, that's the opener, Jeff. Uh, did go down to five and a half earlier this week. Total 54, which is, you know, again, it's, it hasn't been a whole lot of movement on the total, but uh, gets the gets the evening going at the 4 o'clock Pacific tonight. Then the other early game, half hour after that, West, or excuse me, Virginia, West Virginia in action tomorrow against Texas Tech. Virginia hosting NC State. Vinny, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Uh, right now, it's eight, mm-hmm. which is actually the market high on NC State. This uh, didn't move much at all until this morning. Yeah, and again, we, we, one of the things we were talking about yesterday was that this game, you know, outside, and we'll get to the to the last game, but these games here, this is where you're going to see the majority of the handle, right, for these games, and uh, certainly uh, this uh, this is one of them. So down to uh, down to eight here, we did open this one nine and a half, uh, but uh, you know what? But look, forty eight and a half. Good action. It's a nice slate. We've got some Big Ten. We've got some ACC um, and some Mountain West action that uh, we're going to get to on these next two, which are both 730 Pacific starts. And both of them right now are six-and-a-half-point lines with the road teams favored in uh, both. Chris, you guys have been taking – Well, let me all- correct you. We just went to six. I just got a flash yep, there on my is. computer. Yep, just there went go. to six uh, on Boise. On Boise. Okay, Boise back to six Yeah. Uh, against San Diego State. And, Chris, uh, I just want to bring up the other game first because – we were talking before the show. It's been one-way traffic on the Falcons. Here. I, you know, that's another game. I'm not sure. Well, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> I was wrong about Georgia State last night. Uh, but uh, we opened this game three and a half. I really thought that was a good number. I, I kind of, I think Air Force, I'm sorry, I, I think San Jose State has played some tough, tough teams and showed up okay. You know, Air Force, listen, if I get that running game going, it's very hard to stop. But the, all the money has been on Air Force. This has been a huge mover. We opened at three and a half. We're up to six and a half. And, uh, you know, I can tell, I've seen some sixes now pop up, but I can tell you in my store, uh, there's been no stopping them yet. It's all been all Air Force. So I hope somebody comes back the other way. I don't want to go in too lopsided. But if I need San Jose tonight for, for the dough, I'm, I'm not too upset with that. Great point by Chris, too. Pay attention to when you're handicapping games out there on both sides of the counter. What's the competition been for these right. for these teams? San mm-hmm. Jose State has much had a, a much more difficult schedule so far and played uh, uh, pretty well during those uh, uh, yeah, during They those showed games. up against USC sure. and you know I mean they they're a representative team and this is uh, this is a conference game and uh, you got another road favorite here and I'm always a little skeptical of road favorites in conference you know uh, San Jose's seen this offense how many years in a row I don't no know strangers you know so 
I don't know. I mean, I, I, like I said, the market is telling you the Air Force is the right side, but I'm not so sure. Vinny, you and I talked about this yesterday, where mm-hmm. you look at San Jose's schedule, and yeah, they ended up losing by four touchdowns to USC, but that was a close game at half. Covered they the hung in there, I thought. Yeah. They covered the number pretty easily in the end, even though it was a little sweaty yeah. <laughs> at San Jose State. Oregon State beat them up pretty good, but Oregon State has been proven pretty Very darn good. good football. You got it. Last week, in a, in a pretty fun mid-major matchup, Toledo and San Jose State went down to the wire. The Rockets only won that game by four, and Spartans got the money. Toledo is a good team. They've been a good team year in and year out with very, very few exceptions. You know, we don't hear too much of them on the West Coast, and they're not like they're challenging for a national championship. But within their conference, they've been certainly one of the better teams for for really the last couple decades. You know, so that was not a bad performance at all by San Jose. You get San Jose State who's willing to step out and go up against big teams, right? Power five schools. And again, let's remember this Pac-12 is better than we had anticipated. Exactly. I mean, I got them rated number three. You know, we rate teams, but we also rate conferences. Pac-12 is certainly, uh, uh, you know, SEC is is the top conference, particularly when you you consider the west side of the conference, uh, the western division. Big 10, same thing based on the east side. Uh, but the Pac-12 is uh, uh, is in the third spot comfortably. I've got them slightly ahead of the Big 12. Uh, I'd have to look at my numbers. I'm not yeah. sure they're not number one, to tell you the truth. I think they're – I mean, we've got a game we're going to talk about a little bit later. Yeah. Middle of the conference, Wash State, Oregon State. Huge That's game. a big game. Yeah. And those two teams are good, good teams. Those are both very good teams that yeah. came up in Corvallis. I, kind of with you, Chris. I, I just eyeballing it from, from my perspective – the SEC feels way down in comparison to yeah. what it's been over the last decade. The Big Ten is three great teams, and then after that, it falls off pretty pretty hard after Penn State. Top to bottom, the Pac-12 to me is the best conference. Yeah, like we just said, middle-of-the-road Pac-12 yeah. teams are, are pretty darn good teams. Mm, very How good. many Pac-12 teams are you going to have as a favorite against Georgia? Well, no, well, one's zero. Not, zero. Okay, no, no one's favorite against Georgia. Zero, yeah. just, just, <laughs> no, no one's favorite yeah, against so, Georgia. And remember, look, based on the Western half. No, and, and, and look, I mean, Texas, who right now. I didn't get to my list. Go ahead. It's a legitimate top five team two weeks ago, and obviously we have data points now, but we're touchdown plus underdog at Alabama. Soon mm-hmm. to be. The power, the power rating uh, the SEC still respected, as, as you said. Soon to be. Uh, soon SEC to be members SEC themselves. SEC members themselves. All right, let's get into these games on Saturday. Chris, uh, let, let's just start with this game where you guys took a big bet here. UAB. <laughs> UAB is a – it's Trent Dilfer, by the way, as we know. Yeah, right. UAB now. Going between the hedges to take on Georgia. Open 42, now 41, Chris. Yeah, one guy bet me 10 dimes plus, uh, plus the 42. I mean, <laughs> a respected guy. We're down to 41. By the way, I wrote an article, and I had my own website. This is – 12 years ago that and i went back four or five years and i haven't followed it that closely since then except anecdotally but the smaller the the non-power five schools playing against an sec team cover the number an inordinate amount of times Hmm. and i think well first of all you're always getting a big number right and you're talking about kids especially early in the year before injuries have decimated some of these teams so they can still compete uh you know what's what's a kid's mindset Oh, these Georgia guys didn't want me near that Alabama or Mississippi, or Mississippi State or even Vanderbilt. We're going to go in and show them. So they're going to, you're going to get the best these teams have to offer. And like I said, injuries have not played a real big part yet, and that's usually when these teams play. So the the underdogs in these games are usually very – and listen, Jeff – you're getting six touchdowns. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not a pick em game, you know. I mean, you're you're you got a lot of leeway here. Yeah, again, down to 41. I, UAB not is not shown out pretty well so far this year, to say the least. Yeah, Losing by 20 last week to the Cajuns. Uh, losing by two touchdowns to Georgia Southern. Uh, they did beat the NCA&T by 29. But well, I, I mean, is Kirby Smart going to step on the gas in the well, fourth quarter or not? Probably, you know, I don't know. The, he, he should the, have the, the twos and threes in. Well, this is the other thing, too, Chris, where the SEC team in these matchups is invested for about two and a half quarters. And yeah. usually, like, first half, like we saw this earlier in the year, where Georgia played a quarter, but that whole second quarter was nothing, nothing earlier in the year. And they were up 35 nothing <laughs> at halftime and then basically took the foot off the gas pedal in the second. So that's one of those where if you like 
Georgia, I'd much rather, yeah, you have to lay a bigger number than mm-hmm. you normally have to in a first-half scenario, but I'd rather lay a first-half than a full game with Georgia because, like Vinny, you just said, twos and threes by the end of the game. Sure. I mean, again, so 27, 27 and a half. Yeah. Is that interesting? Yeah. I'd I mean, rather have that than the, than the, than the 41. Probably. Yeah, I mean, we're at 26 and a half. So, I mean, that's, much yeah, rather 26 and a half. Well, 27, yeah. 28, I mean, those are big numbers in, in, a, in a first half bet. If, you, uh, if you're so inclined, because you know you're going to get the starters, at least for the first half. And, and also, too, Georgia did not play well last week. Really. They did not. No. Really lackadaisical for the first half. You'd imagine Kirby would have them ready after losing 14-3 in the first half to South Carolina last week. Yeah. Then, of course, 21-0. Well, you got to remember, these are young kids, and they're reading, they're reading the accolades, and, you know, I mean, I'm sure they're all big men on campus and uh, that sort of thing, and they are just kids, you know. Uh, but that, that's got to go to your head at some point. But I think you're right. Kirby's smart. Uh, he's going to be on them this week on the starters for sure. And uh, if you are looking to play Georgia – I said twenty six and a half. It's a big number. You're you're right? under, yeah, the twenty seven and twenty eight. I mean, I think that's the way to go if you want to bet Georgia. Let's uh, let's go to Death Valley, Clemson, Florida State. Clemson, of course, with a loss in week one to Duke. Mm. Florida State fortunate to win last week against Boston College. Sure. Chris, uh, this this game has bounced around a little bit, but it is right at the opening number that you had, which is Florida State two as we speak right now. Yeah, and I see one and a halfs out there. Uh, I had one guy come in when we, and I like Florida State in this game, and I've been touting Florida State the whole offseason. But when I opened the game two, uh, this guy come in, I, I'm not sure he's a line mover or whatever, but he took me plus two and plus one and a half, mm. like right out of the gate. Uh, pretty sizable bets. So we were down to one at one point. Now it's gone back up. We're up to two. Uh, you know, I, I see a lot of one and a half. I have a feeling we might get back there at some point. We've got a lot of action on this game. And, um, you know, this is going to be another good one to start. Pretty one. This is the one that's going to start off our day, I'd say. Good game. Nine o'clock start. In, uh, Excellent uh, game. Right? To get uh, to get things rolling on uh, tomorrow morning. Well, a lot of the the big games are slotted in that second slot tomorrow. This is the premium game of the 9 a.m. Right. window out mm-hmm. here on the West Coast. <laughs> Florida State's more talented. Just a matter of. Getting past the mental aspect of finally beating Clemson for me, Florida. Yeah, I mean, I think last week that you know you have a look ahead situation. Yes. You're looking ahead to Clemson, and we still say you know it's still <laughs> Boston College only has been in this league for about twenty some years. I still don't think of them all the time as an ACC team. You know, but you have these Southern kids, Florida kids going up to Boston. There's a little bit of a weather, not t- terrible, but a little bit of weather situation uh, was not a great spot for Florida State. Um, I. I did lower them maybe about a point in my power ratings. I think you had to pay attention at least a little bit. But, um, you know, I mean, I kind of hate to be with the public, but I think the public is right on this one. The public's on Florida State. And the other thing, too, Jordan Travis did get banged up in that game against mm-hmm. Boston College. So that is something to monitor going into this weekend against Clemson. No doubt about it. You're gonna, we're going to find a lot more about uh, Florida State. This is this sure. is a big test for them. I mean, ever since Clemson had went to their – uh, to their playoffs uh, in consecutive years, a few years back. But, you know, another team, really, like Alabama, if there's a common factor, it's the, the quarterback play, right? And and, yeah. and, and there have not, they've not had that conference-dominating quarterback. Um, this is this is going to be a and, – and I think Florida State knows this. I mean, Clemson obviously knows it. Dabo, uh, Dabo Sweeney's going to have them prepared. Uh, and they're, they're right to, they're, uh, you know, uh, right to be considered at home. But I will tell you now, uh, this could be a statement game for Florida State tomorrow. Florida State goes there, wins comfortably. Playoffs are bust for Florida State. Forget sure. playoffs. National championship are sure. bust yeah. for the Seminoles. All right, let's go to Lawrence, Kansas next. 3-4-3, in your betting rotation. Kansas, BYU. Chris is another one that has bounced all over the place over the last few days, but it's right back on that opening number right now. Kansas laying nine and a half against BYU. Kansas struggling in Reno last week. BYU with a really nice win in Fayetteville against Arkansas. Yeah, I had a lot of my Reno friends. Everybody knows I spent about 30 years up there. They couldn't get enough of Kansas. They were betting right. Kansas. Uh, this is going to be a cakewalk. And I kept my one buddy, I said, man, you're, you're too emotionally invested. You've seen uh, Nevada be horrible this year. But this is still a tough game. And, and again, Kansas – what are they doing playing Nevada? And, you know, now here they are back home. And this is now a, a, a conference game, you know. Mm-hmm. 
So um, I don't know. I I I really kind of like the lower number a little bit. I've I've been pretty high on Kansas, but I think this is a big number. Um, I I kind of well, I'm trying to look up. I think I made this game eight. I did. I, I mm-hmm. made it eight. We we touched eight, but we're back up. So great action on this game. But uh, you know we'll see what see what happens. Kansas football. I know Kansas <laughs> yeah. football. I know you're dying to say it. No, I yep. mean, look, I, Vinny. Before the year, yeah. I I, uh, I took a piece of Kansas to win the conference at a big bloated number because of yeah. the talent of Jalen sure. Daniels. Three and zero, unimpressive last week, but hey, a win's a win. A well, win you got to love the coach and Lance Leipold. Leipold. Great I mean, job, the guy. Wins at every level. I was uh, again when I had my website a long time ago when he first took the Buffalo job. Yep. I said if he does it Buffalo, <laughs> what he did at Whitewater. You could forget Nick Saban being the greatest coach of all time. It'll be this guy. Now, of course, he hasn't been quite up to that level. But he's turned around a moribund program, uh, which was as bad as any Power 5 team in the country. And all of a sudden, they're they're legitimate. They, they're a good team. A legitimate bowl team, for sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And a team that you would mm-hmm. anticipate will finally go over 500 for the first time since Mark Mangino was there. Yeah. Back in the day at mm-hmm. KU. All right. Let's, uh, let's get this one. It's the final game without Harbaugh for Michigan. <laughs> uh, go, going through as many interim coaches uh, as you like there, Vinny. Would it have, uh, you know, by ha- are you doing the first or second half oh, tomorrow? I, I, are you coaching? Daily, which half are you well, coaching tomorrow? not even going to allow me within 100 miles oh, of, uh, of the big house there. Well, you wouldn't want to go against Rutgers anyway. <laughs> oh, hey, it's I, mean, like, I can't a, go against a, my home a, state. A, <laughs> Rutgers is a 24-point dog, Chris. 43 and a half. You know, this is interesting because Michigan is kind of just – Coasted along sure. through these non-con. They haven't covered yet. I haven't don't think covered. Right. Haven't yeah. really been impressive. And yeah. yes, it's a conference game, but it's Rutgers. Yeah. yeah. Well, if I had trouble thinking of BC and the ACC, <laughs> yeah. I mean Rutgers, a Big Ten squad. Uh, I don't know, but I think I think uh, you know Shiano has this team playing well. That you know that's a good I, coach. I think yeah. this number. Listen, my numbers come to twenty-two on this game. You don't go running out with your whole bankroll and take plus 24 because it's two points off. That's not the way it works. But I I think this team, uh, I, I, I kind of like Rutgers in this game. I think, once again, Michigan, uh, until they show me something, you know, uh, like, and I do think they're legitimately the second best team in the country, but they just haven't shown me that yet. So I think Rutgers very live dog. Not to win the game, but I think I like a gun to my head. I would take Rutgers plus a twenty-four. Keep, Tough to keep, pass up. Keep keep it close, and they can do it. Yeah, the way mm-hmm. that Chiano coaches that team. They had a nice win over Virginia Tech a week ago. Granted, Vontech is a mess right now. Horrible. Well, yeah. uh, no longer the age of Beamer there uh, in Blacksburg. All right, Chris, want to keep it going with uh Teams and conferences that don't make any sense still. Big 12 debut for Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Uh, hosting Oklahoma. 14 flat right now on this one. 57. You know, this is an interesting one because mm-hmm. Oklahoma just steamrolled through non-conference. Destroyed everyone. Beat Tulsa by a ton last week. Struggled but won and covered against SMU. And then week one, Butch Jones was crying on the sidelines <laughs> uh, for Arkansas State. <laughs> Cincinnati's coming off a really bad loss last week. To Miami of Ohio in yeah. their home building, but this is you were saying before the show. This has been a good two way action game. Oh, great! Well, I got minus fourteen, and, and I only wrote down like the what I consider the wise guy plays for limits. Minus fourteen, plus fourteen and a half. Mm. You know, so good two way action on this one. Uh, the number obviously look looks pretty good, but Vinny knows it's my uh, joke I make every summer. It's my annual right of summer to overrate <laughs> Oklahoma. I didn't overrate them this year. I, you know, I actually underrated them this year because I was tired of <laughs> doing it for the last twenty years. Uh, but this year, I think that listen. I mean, it's non-conference. Let's not get carried away. They ran up some scores against some inferior. <laughs> the Butch Jones thing that was kind of funny. Um, but I think that uh, I think this team is legit, but I think is a very good number, 14, 14 and a half. And, and again, the wise guys feel the same way. Good, good action, as Chris indicated too. And I think last week a classic look ahead spot by uh, or situation by by Cincinnati. Oh, they they should have beaten and, that team. They were the know, better team, again, but not that day. But they are on paper the better. Look aheads are more of a factor in college than they are in pros. Well, that was one of those combo ones too for Cincinnati mm-hmm. because I know Pitt may Pitt may not just. They just might not be a good team, as we saw last week in Morgantown. But 
Cincinnati was a reasonably sized underdog the week before. They mm-hmm. went on the road, yeah. won at Pitt, mm-hmm. have Oklahoma the next week. That's kind of your combo let down and look ahead spot for Cincinnati. The old sandwich game they yeah, used to call. Good, yeah. It's not now not what you're looking for there, but a bad loss nonetheless for the Bearcats a week ago. All right. I'm only bringing this up because the total's astronomically low and I don't think we're I don't think we're closing there either, Chris. 36 on Oklahoma State and Iowa State. Both of these teams would bad out of conference losses a week ago. Mm. Uh a bad result for you guys a week ago as well in the Iowa State game with Ohio winning outright. O- Oklahoma State blown out by South Alabama. Chris, they just when you're dealing with a total this low, 37 to 36 and a half down to 36, just how do you handle a game like this when it's, hey, two defensive touchdowns all of a sudden it's an accidental over at 36? Well, that's, you know, again, when I always talk about power ratings, I say it just gives you a place to start. You know, my, so my power rating, my pure power rating, Came to Oak State four. Okay. But I'm thinking, do you want to lay four with a total of 36? <laughs> I'm not so sure I want to do that. Even three and a half to me looks like it's take or pass. Uh, but as I said, I joke about under overrating Oklahoma. I overrated Oklahoma State instead. You know, right. they're correspondent, I guess. Uh, but they've been very disappointing to me this year. But so has Iowa State. You know, I thought Iowa State would be a lot better. So they've both been disappointing. Neither one of them could put many points on the board. Interesting total, 36. We haven't seen that since, like, what, the uh, the the 80s, maybe even the 70s. Lord. I mean, 1970s, I'm I mean, talking about. That's a really low total. And, do a uh, double take. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll tell you the truth, though. They might have to play a doubleheader to get up to I, 36. I, I, don't I, know. Tend, I tend to agree with that, actually. <laughs> yeah. where Oklahoma State is three quarterbacks, and all of them are bad. Uh, Anthony Beck's kid, Rocco Beck, I, I think will end up being good, but he's just not there yet as a true freshman. and. Again, I, I, it's ridiculously low, but I definitely don't want the yeah. over. I can tell you yeah. that. You know, we we often we we look at the transfer portal and how it's helped a lot of programs. There's a couple of programs here that it has not helped. No, it has definitely not helped <laughs> Iowa. I mean, no. it's the exact opposite. Yeah, with both, the, you know, so that's something to take into consideration too. Not only look at the additions uh, from the uh, uh, the transfer portal, but look at these subtractions. Yeah, one one more. Th- item you know uh, coach campbell from iowa state has a terrible record in close games yeah and they're supposed to even out over time or sometimes maybe the guy just isn't that good of a coach you know i, I thought he was i really did i had high hopes i always root for like the i, I mean listen in the bookmaking business you usually need the dogs right so I, I usually need iowa state you know over the years uh so i wanted him to be successful i wanted this program to be successful certainly looked like it was going to go that way and now the last couple of years, not so sure. It's one of those guys who was linked to all these gigantic jobs and yeah. just stayed, to me, stayed names too long. I mean, just look at what's going on in the NFL. It's probably, yeah, probably Mrs. It, Campbell though. saying the same thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, Brock, Brock Purdy was the last pick in the NFL draft and went backwards every year at Iowa State. Look mm-hmm. what he's doing with the Niners. That's exactly true. Kind and of a telltale exactly right. sign of what, yeah. what Matt Campbell is. Nice coach, but nothing, nothing yeah. spectacular, which honestly makes him the perfect coach for Iowa State. <laughs> in all honesty, uh, let, let's get two more here before uh, I think we'll have a, a, a Jimmy sighting in a little bit, guys. Vinny, UCLA Utah is, is a game here where both the teams are ranked, both the teams are good. And it's kind of a forgotten game this week in the Pac 12 because Coach Prime is going on the road to Eugene, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, UCLA is a four point dog in Salt Lake here with a total of 52, and what is a, a really good matchup there at Rice Eccles. Well, you got a game here. Looks like Rising is going to play, right? He's going to yes. probably make his looks like uh, he's going to make his debut debut for the season. Uh, Cam Rising, quarterback for Utah, which is which is great for the Utes, right? Game open five. Um, they bet it up, I, and I think again when these games come out on Monday here at South Point, it's it's typically more professional. Play. Oh, I yeah. mean, it's yeah. not your you know your your average fan uh, or better. So they they laid the five, they laid five, and it got as high as six, but now. It's come down, uh, and we're sitting at four. So you look at it; it's overall two way. Um, I have to believe that if if pros liked if if they liked it at five, they've got to like it at at four at some point, right, Chris? With with rising coming back, so I think there'll be overall. I think there'll be two way action on this game simply because of the rising factor. Oh, well, we've had two way right? action so far. Yeah. We are spread out all yeah. over the place on this game. 
Did we hit six and a half ever in this game, Vinny? I didn't I see it. No, I, t- I saw six. I, think six. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, think, I don't think we went to six and a half. I think I was close to going yeah. to six and a yeah. half, but was, I didn't go. I mean, we've been all over the place, but I got to tell you, one man's humble opinion, because I, lo- I love Utah. I really, I think Utah's a really good team, well coached. You know, they've really recruited well. I, I think if Rising's playing, I think this number's a little cheap. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, and this is a really, and I told you, I did a lot of work in the offseason on on home field, field advantage and there's a big difference between U- utah at home and utah on the road and at home they are really really good and, and I, like i said if rising's playing i think this number's a little bit cheap right now i am at four but mm-hmm. i see a lot of three and a half in the market and i'm going to try to stay ahead of it a little bit because wow. i think uh like i said the, the word is he's healthy if he is i think that's a low number i agree i agree i think four four even four and a half with a healthy rising Still a good price on Utah. Uh, like you said, most of the market three and a half. You guys are the lone four right now uh, sitting in town. All right. Coach Prime, you hear yeah. from guys? You hear from a little bit? It's pretty good. 3-0 and Colorado at undefeated Oregon. Ducks are three touchdowns, Chris. Yeah. Total 70 and a half. Uh, we know Hunter's not going to play for Colorado with right. the lacer- lacerated liver right. uh, that he suffered against Colorado State. No, Chris, this... This number did tick up a little bit earlier in the day, but came right back down yes, to it 21 did. Yes, it after did. it popped to 22 and 21 and a half. And so it's professional players both ways. <clears throat> you know, and we know the public's on Colorado. That We yeah. knew that on they're Monday. Gonna be, gonna be on, the yeah. public's going to be on them all year long. We, we knew no that doubt. on Monday when we made the prices. But I got to tell you, my numbers come to 20. Okay. And again, you're going to jump all, you know, beat down the doors and take it at one point the best of it. I, I'm not. Um, but I think, listen, <sighs> You know, Deion Sanders, he's not really my kind of guy. You know, there's not a humble bone in his body, uh, you know. But I got to say a couple things. Number one, he's a very good coach. There's no question about it. He's a very good coach. What he did, what he said about the Colorado State kid, I think showed a lot of class. I really give him kudos for that because it would have been easier to jump on this kid. I mean, he hurt their best player. And... You know, I mean, the kid's going to be out for a while. It was a, definitely a dirty hit. And he, you know, Dion stuck up for him for, yep. not for the hit, but for him as a person. So good on him. But the other side of it, they're missing that guy this week. You know, Both that's, ways. That's pretty, yeah, right. A guy that they're, they're plays a uh, hundred snaps, you know, I mean, that's a lot. They're missing their best skill position player. And they're missing their yeah, best, best secondary. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so, I mean, I, I didn't take the uh, the injury into account. And, in, in, you know, when I made the, the number 20, but I think now when you look at it, that you know, probably the number should be maybe twenty three, something like that. How much does that kid mean? Like I said, what's he pl- what was he playing? Like a hundred snaps a game. You know, yeah. he's really a, an important guy. And probably an emotional guy too. But you know, sometimes that first game after the key injury, the team really responds. I think, you know, and like I said, he he's done a fantastic job as a coach. He's really got these kids playing hard. And like I said, a lot of his personality kind of rubs me the wrong way. But the thing is, these kids play hard for him. They really do, and he—if you signed up to play for him, he's your kind of guy. That's all that matters. Doesn't matter about me. I'm just making prices. These guys are out there playing, you know. So I think uh, I think this is going to be a really, really good game. I uh, you watch this game, Chris. It on the public. They're going to bet. Not only going to bet Colorado, they're going to bet Colorado on the money line. I mean, that's, 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 just, that's <laughs> like, they're going. Yeah. They're taking them on just to win a game out, and that's that's a belief. Um, you know, is it a tall order first conference game? This. Now we'll find out some, even more, right? When you when you think about it, let's uh, uh, give them credit for coming back the way they did last week. I did see the interview about, you know, uh, don't condemn the young man. And look, I, you know what, Deion Sanders, you, you feel what you want, but he is not. I I think he tells it like it is, and in 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 this day and age, you know, telling it like it is sometimes it's not what people want to hear. But he's he, he's got conviction about it, so uh, he knows he's not running a popularity contest. Uh, but this one here, uh, as high as 22, to Chris's point, even though it's down to 21 right now, I think you may see money come in on the favorite, but I believe that uh, the public, the backers of Colorado will continue to come in on the money line outright. I think you're probably right. Yeah. You know, so far that's that's been the case, but I, I will tell you, both moves, I try yeah. not to move on the public unless it's yeah. you know, totally I, overpowering. Mm-hmm. That hasn't been the case yeah. this week. These were sharp. On the point sharp, spread. yeah. On yeah. the point spread, yeah. these were sharp players. That that one laid me the twenty one. I went to twenty two out of respect for the guy who mm-hmm. bet me, 
But then somebody else came back, another sharp guy, and took the 22. And I just want to say real quick, because a lot of guys ask me, who's the wise guy? Well, what's the number? What number? What are we right. talking about? about the you know, I mean, you know, there, there's different, different <laughs> there's no wise guy union. You know what I mean? There's different, <laughs> there's different wise guys that like different sides. They all have a lot of money. And whatever the number indicates for them, then they play it. 21 right now. Mm-hmm. Oregon laying it against Colorado. This is a 12:30 local time in Eugene. I'm looking forward to it. I want absolutely no part of this. In game? Maybe. 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 Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know what that would take because if Oregon comes out and it's clear that Oregon is better, that number is going to balloon that yeah. to a point where sure. I'm not comfortable. And if Colorado shows that they're they're up for the moment, even without Hunter, that's yeah. I think you got too far the other way. I think you got to watch the trenches because right now yeah. I think you, you, Colorado has very good skill position players. I think, and I'm not a scout. I'm just knowing what people tell me. I think. From what I hear, they're weak in the trenches where this is one of the Oregon teams that has built up over the years. For yeah. a long time, that was a knock. They weren't strong enough in the trenches, but supposedly they are now. And I think I would watch that if you're betting in game. It's more of an SEC build with Dan Lanning there, who, of course, mm-hmm. was at Georgia for all those right. years. Yeah. Uh, so model. It, that's, yeah, this is a more physical Oregon right. team than we are accustomed if to. If they're beating up Colorado at the line of scrimmage, then Oregon's going to probably be the right side. Yeah, I, I think this is. Just on, in my perspective, Colorado matches up better with USC than they do Oregon. USC can't tackle anybody. No, well, that's that's why Colorado yeah. matches up better right. with them. Exactly. Because Colorado yeah. will move yeah. the ball against USC. Yeah. Uh, that that maybe we'll have that game next week, Chris. Yes. There may not be a total high enough for that one <laughs> with USC in Colorado. We're going to take a quick break, guys, and we get back more in college football, and we may have Jimmy in studio with some big tickets that have been taken this week. That's coming up next. Sports by the book here at the South Point Studio. If you're celebrating a special occasion or just love fine dining, you're in the right place. Come experience the crown jewel of South Point restaurants, Michael's Gourmet Room. Welcome. With over 600 different types of wines and magnificent dishes prepared tableside, you'll revel in the rich classic Vegas decor and the best black tie service in the world. This intimate gourmet room has earned accolades galore. Come to Michael's Gourmet Room for an unforgettable dining experience. Another famous restaurant is the Silverado Steakhouse, where you'll find the charm and service that discerning patrons require. From top quality steaks and chops to fresh seafood and desserts, you'll love the award-winning wine list and menu at Silverado Steakhouse. Steak lovers have even more options with primarily prime rib, Catering to hearty appetites, the menu features a variety of flavorful prime rib cuts, dry aged to ensure tenderness, and then seasoned and slowly roasted. Although prime rib is our specialty, it's not the only thing on the menu. There's something for everyone. And if you're craving a taste of Italy, come experience delicious Italian cuisine and the attentive service at Don Vito's. Our culinary team starts with the freshest ingredients and transforms them into traditional favorites. And don't forget Italian desserts. Don Vito's, savor the taste of Italy. Finally, if sushi is more your style, join us at the popular Zenshin Asian restaurant and sushi bar, where we're serving up the freshest sashimi, nigiri, and sushi rolls. And beyond the sushi, an exciting contemporary Asian cuisine menu plus a variety of specialty drinks, Japanese and domestic beer, wine, and sake. Balance your hunger with Zenshin. Welcome back in. It's Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Barles. Chris Andrews on the far side of the decks. Vinny Maliulo to uh, Chris's left. And now, Jimmy Vaccaro. Jimmy, you know, you I'm hot. I don't want to hear nothing from you, you, or you till I say this because I think you're going to be on my side. If I hear one more time from these knuckleheads that have these radio and TV shows, if I hear one more time, this is a must win for the team. Are you sick and tired of hearing that after all these years? What do they mean must win? Yep. They mean must cover. 
Oh, must cover. Yeah, must cover. <laughs> That's what they mean. Jay. No, they're, you're, That's they're what they really at you. mean. Well, Tommy, I think this is a must win. No, we're going to go out there and try to lose you, moron. I mean, we're just going to go out there and do. Yeah, things. I love when they. Yeah, we didn't come here to lose. Oh, okay. Well, let's yeah. mark him off the guys that went to, to just to lose. Number. You know. Yeah. I, look, I, I, I'll I'll admit it. I'm guilty of saying that plenty of times throughout oh. my terrestrial radio. Cut his uh, microphone down. No, I look. I, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of that old cliche for sure, Jimmy. But. Uh, in theory, it is ridiculous to say. Yeah, it's stupid. It's very ridiculous. It doesn't right, mean anything. <laughs> you know, you, you you fight for your life no matter what side of the, 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 the building you're on, whether you're with us. Remember, you guys are the pitchers. We're the catchers. That's the way it goes. As usual, <laughs> Jimmy, you will change broadcasting. Yes. <laughs> you right. won't hear it anymore. Now, here's the kind of guys we love to see. Right? Yes. A whole pile of glasses on. Well, he's putting on his glasses. We know we're serious now, yeah. <laughs> I think there's nine or ten bets here for ten thousand dollars. Okay, I'll read read them to you. Okay, uh, Duke minus twenty one for ten. Panthers, I think plus six and a half. I think he bet him twice for twenty. Rams plus the three for ten. Titans plus three and a half for ten. Pittsburgh Steelers, Chris plus three. For you have 10. to know who that guy is. What's that? I'm sure you know who that guy is. Okay. Uh, Texans plus eight and a half. The game was nine and a half here, so he took eight and a half. So that shows you one thing: he's not a super smart guy because he ain't taking the eight to one. If not, if, if it was nine to one, yeah. so we know it doesn't mean he's not going to win. But like you know, you'd like to have this guy every week if he's going to bet you 10, 10 games. Panthers plus six for the ten. Couple more. Temple plus twenty four for ten. Oregon minus twenty one. I don't know. That looks too big for a for a Dion's team, right? I, mean, that's I don't know. Big injury for uh, Colorado. I don't know. All right, we'll see. And the last game here is UAB plus the 42 for 10. Yeah. So what I'm getting at it. is like, and you two can jump in also. You can too, but you don't know what we're talking about. With this. <laughs> <laughs> when we have all of these games, I think there's 10 of them. So he got bet whatever, $100,000, all right? I would rather, and you can ask these two gentlemen, have this guy come in every week and bet ten games for ten thousand, as opposed to betting one game for one hundred thousand. I mean, you hear, yeah, we, we take the big bets. Well, the, the trick is to get a lot of money in a favorable position where you juice it out. So, I mean, anytime a guy wanted to do this, Chris wouldn't couldn't wait to say, "Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead," because obviously this is a big deal, and and the joints that really obviously know better and it shows at the end of the year by moving things you know maybe two or three percent to your edge but you do it all year long it helps your bottom line the people who understand the racket know that the newbies to some degree says well you know yeah but we took a we took a hundred thousand on you know carolina well big deal you know if, if that was the only bet you've taken that had any volume behind it so it's something that we have learned over the year and something that, like, no matter how long you've done, no matter how much we've done in this racket, there's always room for expanding to think of another way to do things. And the people who survived this, and I'm looking at these two guys, if you didn't survive, your ass would be on the street. But let me tell you out there, this show is going to be different. And there's no doubt when I'm with you guys and we're talking about these things, you know, I guarantee you nobody was on and said, you know, look, this is... This helps us no matter what. From holding your what your four and a half percent now with the ten bets, you probably what what's the pencil on to like six percent something like that. You're gaining. I'll settle for four and a half. Okay, uh, you know yeah. I, I really will. But I want to tell you something, and uh, you know, we've only been on the air a couple of weeks, but you know there's a lot of things we're doing here at South Point, and uh, you know we, we have time to hit on some. We don't have time to hit on all of them. So far, the month of September handles up twenty percent. We weren't exactly struggling last September either, you mm -hmm. know. So. It's 20% increase over a pretty strong number. So I've said this from the beginning. Guys were worried about PAPS and all that other stuff. I always said it's going to grow the market. Mm -hmm. it's gonna, and and you could just see, you know, the market has grown. And we're sure. just getting our piece of it. And uh, listen, that's all we could ask for, <laughs> you know, really. And and But we're getting it. Yeah. Great well, points, guys. I mean, you think about what PASPA, when, when, when PASPA, before PASPA was, was overturned, I mean, Nevada's handle was right in about the $5 billion range. Mm -hmm. Well. It's it's up it's up, eight billion and growing. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna approach ten billion dollars. This is what these are statewide handle numbers. Well, of course, it pales. Jeez, I wish it was just South I, Point. I, I know, go ahead, we'll get there. <laughs> but when you when you, you know you you compare that to other areas, you know, people are out there saying, well, what about New York, New Jersey? Well, yeah, it's great. You know, you got 40, 50 million people that you know are, mm -hmm. live in in in, a, in that condensed an area, so they should be doing those numbers, and that's great for them. But what it's done too is create more customers. And to Jimmy's point about having these tickets spread out, 
you're not living and dying as a as a, a an operator out there, and there's a lot of new operators out there. You're not living and dying with one decision. You can right. say, well, what happens with the Super Bowl? The Super Bowl is one it's one game, but there's you know four five hundred different ways to bet it and and come and you know to to get off it and things like mm-hmm. so. It's not quite the same. Jimmy's point about you know these ten tickets compared to one hundred thousand dollar ticket. Well, that that come, that that's your day. You may win it, you may lose it, but your day comes down to one ticket. As an operator, you don't want your day necessarily to come down to one ticket. As a better, you can you know spread it out differently. Mm-hmm. It's it's a different uh, set of circumstances. So so good points, guys. Well, and the other thing that uh, some you get misled to some degree is like it's so much different than it once was. As I've been quoting, you know, we want to talk about what was. We want to talk what's happening now. We want to ha- talk about what the hell is going to happen. Remember, remember, people out there, the way that we do things as far as like future betting. Now with the Super Bowl. That has really helped in the last 15 years because, remember, we have 200 tickets on the Super Bowl with mm. the props there as opposed to just a one straight bet on the uh, on who's ever in the game. But obviously, if run collectively, if, excuse me, if done correctly, and everybody, like especially like Chris now with, uh, with the props, just if it falls normal, what do we hold around, 15 to 18% just on the props, if done correct? It's different every year. It is different. different. We've had great years. We've had not so great years, but you know, overall, we've done really well. Certainly, since I've been here, yeah, really well. But there is a lot of different things to do to create. I mean, if you do something, even even like a future a future book or anything like that, if you hold anything that's valid, whatever, you know that it's going to help your bottom line because, and then you have to watch what it is. But like I said. When you have people who understand it, mm-hmm. it's so different because you'll hear, oh, yeah, you don't know what they did down here, whatever. Well, first of all, we could care less what they do down there. They should care less about what we do up here. But it is a different ball game, And you need people who understand the racket mm-hmm. behind the counter. If you don't, doesn't mean you can't win. But I'm saying, uh, you know, you're, you're not going to win what you should win in the long run. You know, Jimmy, I want to uh, pick up on a point you, you made about the uh, the Seahawks ticket, the Panthers, uh, the gentleman that bet the Panthers. I think he bet it. You said it, uh, he took uh, five, five and a half, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And this is a game that opened five. That game got as high as six and a half, Chris. Yeah. Now, this Bryce, that was Bryce Young playing mm-hmm. for the Panthers. So the Seahawks open at five. They get as high as six and a half. Now he's out of the game. The, the gentleman did not take six and a half. He it, took five. It's Andy Dalton. So there's a belief. He did take a, six and a half. He, oh, he, the Texans one was the one that was the lesser. Well, I got. Hang on, I got one. I, I marked these done? down here. Yeah, I got a guy taking six. He took six, took six, six and a half. Okay. But he, he didn't six take and this, six and a half. So he so, didn't take the top uh, number. It, right. Yeah. But it, the thing about it is he he also b- believes that that Andy Dalton is better. Than than Bryce Young, I said it right I mean, away. <laughs> I mean, they they laid this they laid this game, uh, they bet against Bryce Young. Yeah. But now it's not it's not a bet as much on Carolina. It's a bet on on Andy Dalton and a veteran. Listen, I don't know what's going to happen in their careers, but I said it last year. A lot of guys said I was nuts. I would take C.J. Stroud over Young. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just bigger. You know, the little guys. I mean, they're going to have the best highlight reels of the year. You know, scrambling, boom, you know, great arm, all that other stuff. I, I I like a bigger quarterback, you know, and wow. I know they protect quarterbacks like crazy. Now I know mm-hmm. that you still got to look over the line, and you're going to get a couple hits over the course of the year. And I don't know if it's going to impact you in today's game or today's season or or your career overall. Look at Andrew Luck, you know, big strong kid. Look yeah. at Cam Newton. Was there a bigger, stronger quarterback than him? No. You know, he got hit too many times, and mm-hmm. and in this league where they're protecting quarterbacks. But you can't protect them totally, and it's, these guys are going to get hit. It's going to be interesting uh, in the next few years because you, what you hear too much because there's 32 teams. Then I hear like it's like, well, he's in the top 15 of quarterbacks. He's not. There's no top 15. There's usually just two or three who are like really, really make the line move. You know, from like with mm-hmm. and obviously with uh, uh with, with with them or with the kid from the Jets, it's like you know we knew from the game was six, and then he was then he got hurt for next game, then it was Pickham, so he's like a six point differential, yeah. mm-hmm. and I don't think they go from one to fifteen. I I have always said there's been five, then the rest are the rest are you know this guy's good, he didn't play this well, his offensive line is not that good, so don't blame it all on him. I mean they 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 protect themselves in too many different ways. Well, once again, it, you know if you go. And, and this is a little simplistic. It's very simplistic. It's like a bell-shaped curve. Mm-hmm. On the one, let's say the, this end is the good quarterback. There's a couple there. Mm-hmm. 
Most of the guys are in the middle. There's a couple guys that are terrible. The guys that are a couple guys that are terrible. They ain't gonna be around long. So they oh they, they don't last. That, that end of the of the curve doesn't last long. But you know, to Jimmy's point, the one at the one end of the curve is very small, but they're really really impactful. And we I think we said it on this show when when Rogers went out, there wasn't a big enough adjustment. No, it was like five or six yeah. points. It should have been at he's, least seven or eight, at least. Right. He they, has they, the you, most impact of any player yeah. in recent years, and it's still there, right? He yeah. has. He's the most impactful player to the number. Yeah, right? listen, if uh, right? if Peyton Manning was his it's backup, it wouldn't be that impactful. You know, story. but yeah, it's, it's Zach different White. Story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even, well, even today's Peyton Manning. Yeah, today, yeah. <laughs> Peyton Manning with a bad neck would be better than Zach I mean, White. Chris, we, we, we've talked about this a little bit. It's, it's Rodgers. As Vinny said, yeah. the most influential the number. We're seeing it this week with Joe Burrow. Mm, you bet. Burrow, yeah. same thing. Uh, Mahomes, if he were to miss time, even though Kansas City withstood his mm-hmm. injury in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. season. And then Josh Allen, basically. Yeah. There are not many other guys on that side of the curve. Well, Henny, you know, was Mahomes' backup Henny for a long time. Moore, yeah. He was a very good yeah. backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now, he yeah. didn't see the field that often, but that kid could could play. He just, was, wasn't uh, bad. Just made an overture uh, to him this week. Did they really? Yes, they did. Yes, well, they did. and he declined. I'd be overturing a lot, I got to tell you. He he over he did not return the overture. <laughs> hmm. So. All right, one more for my two friends here. Who was the only person you can ever remember that the line moved on a defensive player whether he played or not? Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor. Maybe uh, up to 3 points. I remember that a long time ago. Yeah, that might be. But I'll tell you right now, there's two players in the NFL right now that I would move the points on uh, on, on their injury. Micah Parsons, T.J. Watt. I mean, I would you, add the, yeah. you know, I mean, you look at what those two guys do for their team, and it's influential enough to move the number. Well, Both what we should guys. tell the, them people, if we move the line on the defensive player, they should take it from us and say, they know what the hell they're doing. This guy's great, you know. Yeah. And true. Well, TJ signed a big contract last yeah. year. Yeah. I have a feeling Mike is going to sign one at the end of this year. So I think those guys know. TJ, if, if TJ, God bless him. I know in the last day before season started, mm-hmm. you know, they were still negotiating. Fine. TJ said, just sign the contract. It's plenty of money. I, I'm playing for the Steelers. So obviously, yet. He has a place oh, in my heart. So, he got you know. it on. <laughs> they have a game this yeah. Sunday, Jimmy. Did in case you didn't know, drinking on the Steeler game three <laughs> yeah. days ago, like the, my well, cousins. We, we need him right now. I've been he, lobbying for the, those tickets since the he, end of last season. Let me tell you. Now let's remember, right? Wow. Those three point dogs. That's a big. That's a big deal right now for Pittsburgh. It oh, really is a yeah. huge deal. Sure. Matter of fact, I was telling it's Chris a must earlier, win, Jim. Oh, I was driving to work and what's his name had a show was on was on radio. Anyway, he said, "Yeah, and don't don't forget about this Steeler game. You know they're playing the Raiders. They're in they're in uh, in Las Vegas." And uh, he said, uh, "There'll be a lot of Western Pennsylvania people drinking when this game yeah. was going." Rich Eisen said, "Rich Eisen, yeah, yeah, Rich Eisen said it." Wow. What else? Like we we've, we've had well, we've had go, a pretty good start so yeah. far. Let's go through some let's of the pro games. Yeah, let's go yeah, around. Yeah, stick around if you want, Jimmy. Uh, Chris, I do want to ask you one last college game before we go ahead, move on. Ohio that. State, Notre Dame. Are they playing too? <laughs> They're playing too. <laughs> okay. um, Ohio State's a three-point favorite. Yeah. 55 and a half the total. We have not moved that point spread. I'm not sure about the total. Well, we have not moved that point spread. Uh, my numbers came to one, uh, Ohio State. Like I, I've been saying all year, I think they're down a little bit. Of course, as I said, 128 teams in the country would love to have Ohio State's problems. Nonetheless, they are down a little bit. And uh, I think Notre Dame, as I said, I did a lot of work uh, in the offseason trying to judge home field advantage. There's a big difference between Ohio State at home and Ohio State on the road. And I would say the same with Notre Dame. I think on paper, probably Ohio State's a little bit better. But playing in Notre Dame, boy, there's a lot of crazy stuff that happens over the years. And, you know, we talk about players improving. I think coaches improve, too. And this Notre Dame coach, from where he started last year, his baptism under fire was at the horseshoe. That's oh. tough for anybody, let me tell you. Sure but is. he's gotten better and better. I think that he's a he's now turned into a very very good coach. And I, I like plus the three. I like I think Notre Dame. I think that's you know like I said, I made it one, but the three would be a take for me if, if I was out there betting. Notre Dame with a big advantage at quarterback, yeah. Uh, but yes. he's going to get he's going to see his, the best defense that he's seen oh, so yeah. far this year sure. too. So it's going to be a terrific game, and and it's positioned beautifully. Perfect at four thirty. Uh, it'll be uh, this this will be the handle game uh, of the day. I I, oh, I've, I've already Monster. bet Notre Dame. 
took the took the three and a half earlier. Okay, took there you some go. three as well. I'm, I'm with Chris. I, I crazy things happen in South Bend. Crazy uh, things can happen. Sure do. Sure. I ran this by Chris earlier today because it hit me, but then he uh, told me a little bit more about it. Two monster franchises, obviously. Mm -hmm. They've only played six times in their whole career. That's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, I looked. They they so they played last year. They played in '93. Wow. I forgot about that game. Uh, what a Fiesta Bowl recently too. Well, I'm not talking about bowl. I bet they played in '93. Um, so, but I, I remember reading somewhere where they had a beef. This is like 50 years ago. And, uh, you know, the, the administration for the two schools had a beef. And that's when Notre Dame went out and started playing Michigan every year. Oh. You know, it's a <laughs> stick well, I mean, of Ohio State. That's a, a bus ride away go. from each school. Right. Well, I mean, listen, all three of those teams should be playing yeah, every, yeah, every year. year. I mean, you know, the, the look at those, those fran franchises. Yeah, they should be. They absolutely should be. Chris, where do you want to start in the NFL? Let's start with game one, Vikings and Chargers. Oh, yes, the the, the anything is possible bowl. Between. One of these teams is going to be 0-3. Yeah. Minnesota wow. opened a home dog, now they're favored. Uh, yeah, well, you know, again, I just I just wrote down the wise guy, and I got my sheets full of them. You know? But uh, we had a sharp guy bet us on Minnesota to pick them. But I hate to say what I think is the right side here. I don't know because, I mean, to me, this this looks like a pick. And, Jeff, you said it. Anything can happen Anything in this game. One of these teams is going to be 0-3. And you know? for, for the Chargers, I mean, look, if, if the Chargers lose this game, I don't know how Staley makes it past the bye week and they yeah. have an early bye. Yeah. Um, for the Vikings, Kirk Cousins' contract is done at the end of the year. There is legit, have to be legitimate discussions about trading Cousins before the Absolutely. weekend. Absolutely. Because, I mean, if they – if they don't, they're not going to sign him. But if they get, if they have a chance to get. What are they going to get? Maybe a third round draft choice, something like that. Yeah, I mean, it depends a team on in New York. That's pretty. I was going to say, it depends on how desperate teams are, <laughs> you know. But if they can get something for them, and they're zero three. Listen, you're zero three. You're done. You know, not so much in the NFC because the NFC I think is wide open. Uh, but if you're zero three, chances aren't good. You know, um, I, I mean, I know if I was Minnesota, I'd be looking to make a move. I mean. Probably no Eckler again. He he is Def out. Yeah. I mean, so multiple defensive injuries for the Chargers here, and I think that's probably why they went from a one point favorite to a one point dog. Uh, and we talked about it, right? These, you know, these two teams finding ways uh, to lose game with the Vikings a year ago. They win all these close ways score to games to mm -hmm. win them. Uh, you know, the uh, average law of averages has caught up with them, and I, I think that's uh, and I think people are betting it. Uh, against them that way, yes. although they're betting on them right now, and I think they'll probably continue. You know, one of those little things that obviously we all have when we read when the lines come out for the for the next week, whatever you look at it, and you and then most of the time, what I first do, and I've done this for quite a while, is just like sitting at home or whatever. Just and I've always said there's four teams that overachieve for the year, mm. four teams that underachieve for the year, and the rest are minus three. Yeah, and, that, and to one more thing, there's always somebody comes out of nowhere. Yeah, you know, we might be in week four or five, and you, you know, look at the Bengals a couple of years ago. Sure, sure. I mean, they kind of came out of nowhere. And the Lions caught fire. Year. Yeah, Lions well, last Lions year. To a horrible start. I yeah. mean, even for yeah. this year, it's early yeah. Washington. Wow. No one expected them to be yeah. two and zero. Somebody will come out of nowhere yeah. in this yeah. NFL. They really are. Before we get there, but yeah, is it you know, like you watched? I watched last night. Just not that I really have bad feelings against any team, whatever. Like, I was actually trying to root for the Giants. I was feeling bad for the quarterback. Yeah. It was so bad. Well, you're a house man, Jimmy. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, I mean, this poor kid throwing over their head, under their whatever, just like. Well, one more thing, you know, about that game, you know, Brock Purdy, you know, and I was watching watching the game, following on Twitter. Boy, Purdy looks bad today. Purdy looks bad. Purdy wound up with 310 yards. They went in a cakewalk. You know, yeah. I mean, give me that, you know, if only Kenny Pickett could look that bad on Sunday, I'll be very happy. You know, and, and it, well, I'm happy you brought that up because it just speaks to how good of a coach Kyle Shanahan. He is, absolutely. Where Purdy did not have his A game last. And like you said, like the numbers, if you you didn't watch any of the game, you look at the numbers like, wow, Purdy had a really nice night. Yeah. By the way, uh, Shanahan and Lynch got the uh, contracts extended today. As they should. Those they guys should. Uh, have they got a work. monster out there. They're yeah. in sync, clearly. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Hmm. Chris, I want to go to Miami next because the Broncos are 0-2, seemingly at the part, the point now where the market is lowest on them. Miami is 2-0. and 
two close wins, but they're 2-0. and sure. The offenses look very impressive. Sure. Uh, is this just one of these games where, again, it's Miami's home opener as well. Teams struggle usually in that South Florida humidity early in the season. But it's one of those where the take has been on Denver so far. Definitely. Yeah, I got it in my notes. The wise guys have took plus seven. Yeah. Interesting mm-hmm. note here, and I didn't realize this, and they might. I bet you this surprises you. Denver leads the league in points per possession. They haven't had that many. They haven't pos- had many possessions. They right? haven't had many yeah. possessions. Yeah. You know, so that I thought that's an interesting uh, thing to look at here, and I, I guarantee whoever decided to take the plus seven. I thought seven was a good number, uh, but that that may be one of the handicaps on how they looked at this game. I was very surprised to read that. Dolphins home opener, um, better defensively against, but but I I don't believe that. New England's a very good offensive team. Let's let's face it. Um, I mean, you're talking about the, the changing of the guard in the in the division. I mean, clearly, uh, it's it's on full display. It was certainly last week, even though it's early in the season. I think the play on the seven is is a, is a play on the number. The, you know, this is you know, pro, again, pros they bet numbers. They don't bet teams. Now you figure Denver, uh, they they should be better. I think I I have to tell you, we we mentioned a, a few minutes ago. You know, Shanahan. And Lynch, how much in sync they are. I don't think there's a lot of in sync in Denver, not no, yet. Particularly not with the head not coach <laughs> and and the quarterback, right? So Russell Wilson, Sean Payton. I think it's almost ultimatum. You know, there's some uh, underlying ultimatums being uh, given by the coach, and I don't see the fire in uh, in in Russell Wilson that uh, that we did see uh, when he was uh, uh, you know uh, not not the last couple of years, but prior to, to that up up in Seattle, but. Um, I don't think this is going to be a year where we're not going to be short on Dolphins money. There'll be Dolphins money that comes yeah. uh, at some point this weekend, particularly in money line parlays and teasers uh, by the uh, by the folks sitting behind us. You hate to say like a receiver is going to be that much of a big difference, but this kid from Miami now the other Tyree kid, Kill. I mean, they may they could scare everybody. I mean, because no one can watch that little guy. No. That's amazing. Yeah. You can't stay with him. You no. can't stay with him. So I mean, yeah. that might be just the one that they need to put him. It's like when we were kids playing ball in the street. You, go long. Yeah. I mean, the guy can't get a statement. If I can get it to you, you're going to score. And don't yeah. run into the Buick park yeah, on the right. side. <laughs> and, 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 in your case, it was a Studebaker. But, you know, okay. Yeah. Right. I did run my ass into the back of a license plate. One took me ball to Doc steel, Pogues. too. Doc Pogues, what happened? I said, I ran no into composition the, material. Whatever. All right. One, one last game before we you go. You sure? Here Good. Yeah. One, one last one. I got to bring it up. Sunday night, home opener for the Raiders. Your Steelers, as the polo says, Chris. This you guys are the only three in the market, and Vinny and I were talking about this yesterday. I'm a little surprised the three is still standing up right now. Yeah. Well, you don't know what I have at the other side, <laughs> on the other side. It's been all uh, home team. Yeah, I mean, I opened this. Well, we opened uh, Sunday night, right? You know, before you know a lot of things, but uh, we opened the Steelers a one and a half point favorite. Now, I think the next day we reopened it at pick or maybe even the Raiders won. It's been a flood of Raider money. And I don't mean from just these people out here. I mean big money. Guys, that's their handicap. And, uh, you know, at some point, can you even blame them? I mean, the Steelers got two defensive touchdowns last week. Uh, Otherwise, you know, Matt Canada, their offensive coordinator, is under tremendous pressure. It's almost better that they're on the road here. Uh, listen, I, I still think, and I'm looking at my numbers, I still think the Raiders should be a slight favorite, probably like one and a half, something like that. Three is, is I, I mean, listen, if if three is the predominant number, it's either a take or a pass. Uh, but right now we are the only three, and I know guys are always afraid of three, bookmaker. I always say if it can't land three, it's like you never took the bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's the half point that kills you, not the three. Um so right now I'm, I'm still looking for some more plus three before I move it back down to two and a half. But you can see all the two and a halfs in the market all have juice attached yeah. to it, you know. So if we got a two and you know we do everything at eleven to ten here at the South Point. I had this discussion with Frank Toady a week ago. He's the one that pushes it, and he didn't have to push me too far. When I was at Cal Neve all those years, I did the exact same thing. Everything at eleven to ten, and sometimes it bites you. Yeah, you know, that's. But he understands that, and uh, you know he says that that's the way he wants to do it. And like I said, I agree with him a hundred percent. So we uh, we go to, if we go to two and a half, we're going to be only two and a half flat in the market. They're going to probably lay me right back up. So I want to get some plus three in my uh, pocket before I move it. 
Raiders uh, making their home debut for the season, right? This is their home opener. 50-50 and, crowd. And I will tell you now, there'll be plenty of black and gold in yeah. the in the stands. What, what am I? What including am I? some people close sitting close to me right now. <laughs> Hello, Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sunday night for that one. Great uh, game. You know what? Great action. It'll be uh, it'll be a lot of action yeah. in that game, to say yeah. the very least. I don't know how good of a football game it will be, but I think I think everyone will be sweating it out the whole the whole way. Let's I think just, you're let's probably right. I think let's you're just right. go with that. I think it's going to be tight. Yeah. I'm just not certain of which way that game is going to go. Mm-hmm. All right, that's all the time we have. This has been Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio for Chris Andrews, Vinnie Melio, Jimmy Vaccaro. Vinny and I are back tomorrow. Alex tomorrow White morning. will be with us tomorrow. The whole show starting at 8 in the morning, Pacific time, 11 a.m. If you happen to be watching us from the East Coast, it'll be a lot of fun. Full That's college right. football data preview. Yep. We'll be back tomorrow, 8 in the morning, here at the South Point Studio. This has been Sports by the Book.